This is Just a Few Questions. I'm Mark Sims. My guest is Ben Jarofsky. Ben Jarofsky is the host of the Ben Jarofsky Show. What's up, Ben? What's going on, Mark? <laughs> now, you, I know you're out in the streets, so we're going to try to make it brief. And we have no subject. You just call me, start talking politics. We, we have to tone it down. We can't talk exactly the way we do off the air. Not exactly, because we may. I say some things that shouldn't be said on the air. What do you think, Ben? <laughs> uh, you know what? It's your show, your microphone. Uh, and I can't wait to bring you back on my show because I'm going to uh, be asking about your uh, who you're going to be supporting. Uh, well, uh, in the Democratic. No, we'll get to that. We won't do that. Yeah, now. No, no, we'll no, no. no. That's, that's another story about uh, uh, what's yeah. it, Robert Kennedy Jr., which is, if I would okay. vote for right now. Okay. But the point is that uh, we went, I was, we were talking about doing a show about your unresolved issues, and that may not be the time to talk about unresolved issues. So I was ask you this Ben Jarofsky, we have a progressive mayor of the city of Chicago now. Okay, so now what? What is the progressive mayor going to do? And how much you think uh, Brandon, Mayor Brandon Johnson is going to actually get done as being a progressive mayor of Chicago? Well, you know, I was just thinking about that, Mark, before uh, I talked to you. Because I believe, uh, from what I've been seeing in the early month or so ago, uh, Brandon Johnson will surprise us and be more accommodating of surprise. Uh, pretty, when I say us, I'm talking about lefties, but everybody in Chicago. I think he'll be more accommodating to mainstream Chicago. And this is the subject of a column I'm about to write. It, 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 I get a kick out of how pleasantly surprised uh, people from the mainstream in Chicago, in the newspaper world or the business world, the civic world, well supported ballots. They're pleasantly surprised with Brandon. Like they can't believe that he could be so charming and polite. <laughs> but I don't know what I guess they never met a lefty, you know, so they didn't know what to expect. Uh and so like the one thing I'm looking at is the Bears Stadium. And we had one of our listeners, uh uh guest on the show, Michael Girardi. Uh he, he he predicted this month, a couple months ago. I got to give him a shout out. He goes, "You watch, Brandon will be the one who keeps the Bears in Chicago with a stadium deal." And uh, I've been thinking about that ever since. If anyone could do that, not saying I support it, I got to see the terms of it. But if anyone could do it, I believe it's Brandon Johnson, because um, he represents the faction of Chicago that typically would be screaming the loudest against such a deal. So that's kind of how I think of things right now about what is it? Is it a bit a month in? Two yeah, months, but the, right? the Bears, if the, if the Bears uh, go, they stay, you know, it's, you know, it's, it's, I don't, that's not my issue. It's not my issue right now. I'm my issue is crime. And people say, well, he's not going to be able to turn it all around in four years. But I think you can make a huge dent in the neighborhood crime Chicago with a supreme concerted effort. I think he can do it. And when I mean him, him, his team, everybody, I think it can be done. But do you think Brandon Johnson can well, really make a I, major dent in crime here. I listen. I we said. I think I said this the last time I was on your show, and the last time you were on my show, is that crime ebbs and flows in the city of Chicago, but it's a constant. And the, the spikes that we see, like one year to the next, uh, I'm not quite sure if they're related to any policy a mayor implements, and. When it, we, uh, there's a reduction, I'm not sure that's linked to any policy uh, a mayor implements. Sometimes it seems one mayor will 
do away with the very policy that his predecessor implemented just to say he or she is doing something. So this is my long-winded way of saying I believe we will see a overall reduction in crime uh, in the next year. Uh, and Brandon's people will cite that as something they did. Uh, and I'll just be a skeptical observer watching from the sidelines, see what exactly they are doing. I am encouraged that even the business community, and there was a, a column in today's Sun-Times on this by Rich Millen, even the business community is starting to take a look at the fact that there may be other ways to deal with crime than just hiring more police and locking people up. So, you know, I, I'm encouraged by that. I do believe that uh, that the city approach a crime in that regard. I'm just curious to see how like two years of that would work, Mark. You know what I'm no, saying? We've I, never seen it. No, so I have to, no. I think I think he can get it. He won't. I don't think I don't think he can get it below 400. What does your boy Peter uh, Cunningham says? Uh, murders in Chicago have been below sh- uh, 400 since 1965. So I don't think he can get it below 400. But I think he can get it down to four, uh, 450. And below 500, let's say that 450 below 500. I think you can get it down because most of the most of the murders and the, and the uh, perpetrators of murders are African American, African American men. So we haven't had an African American man as mayor of Chicago in a long time, and I think that's going to really help. And I think he's going to get a lot of help from a lot of people. And the business community is all in because this is a, in spite of uh, we don't have the greatest weather as the you know a town like Atlanta, Georgia, or whatever, right? Uh, the state, yeah. state of Texas, but. We're still a great town with a lot to offer, but we have to get this stench of the crime in Chicago. We got to get it down. And I think Brandon can do it with a concerted effort. You know, not just him, with a concerted effort. And I think he can do it because he's a black man. Most of the crime is black people. And some of the crime, of course, is personal, you know, because, you know, you know, how I feel about us, us Negroes. We Negroes. We have this sort of self-hate. Everybody does. But we have this legacy of slavery, self-hate. And so and I think that contributes a lot of the silliness crime and, uh, you know, just stupid, a stupid crime. And then because we got this murder thing. And it's just a lot of it's just purely self-hate. You have a self-hate, you have a gun, it's going to be ugly. So I, I think he can com- combat some of that. And I hope he does. And hopefully stay. I hope he continues to live in Austin and help the West Side because he's he's a quote unquote West Sider. Well, he does live on the West Side. Listen, and you keep saying he could bring it down. He could bring it down, and I'll just repeat what I always say to you when you say that. I don't believe it's one mayor. I don't believe. I don't believe it's like there's a magic formula that any one mayor has. Now. If it's four years from now and four years of crime going down under uh, Mayor Brandon Johnson, I will be rejoicing uh, and I'll be looking carefully at what he programs he implemented and championed and paid for and got the city to sign on to. uh, And that will be, you know, the key to helping us all understand uh, how to deal with crime. But that emphasis you put on he can bring it down, he can bring it down. I, I just, I think you're putting too much stock uh, in one one mayor. You know what I'm saying? I mean, did you, did you think? Did you ask that question of Daly in the '90s in the O's? I don't think no, people no, even no, thought no. about it. Wait, 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 wait. Daly was an Irish mayor. I don't think an Irish mayor was going to reduce crime in the black community. I didn't think that was going to happen, right? <laughs> <laughs> I really don't. But 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 since Brandon Johnson is a brother, a black man, and his father's a preacher, so I'm told. Uh, I think he has the he has the oratory skills and he's a great talker. He can do that. 
But I think his, his team, because remember, if anybody said Brandon Johnson would be mayor of Chicago a year ago, you, you say you're crazy. But but the, but the teachers union and a lot of people that work for teachers union and with Brandon Johnson, very smart people. I think they can get the get the crime down under under 500 in four years. I mean, the murders down well, 500 four years. I think that's very plausible. Well, to your point about that of him a year ago, I never would have predicted it that Brandon Johnson would be. And I'll, I'm at the first of the line, uh, and you and I have had this conversation. I I did not predict it. I did not see it coming. Uh, but it was but it was plausible. It was very plausible. If if Chewy wasn't the CTU's choice, and he wasn't. And they backed Brandon Johnson, one of their own. And I used to listen to Brandon Johnson every week on, the, on that old radio show he used to work at, right? So I know yeah, Brandon Johnson was a great yeah. talker. He was a great talker. He can talk. His, his father's preacher. He can talk to talk. And then you have the organizational skills. And you know how I say things behind the I'm not nice things about it. What's that guy named? Uh, uh, Jackson Potter and a few other smart people and they got a lot of smart people and then they had the army of foot soldiers he had a really good chance of winning and he did yeah yeah okay now you're looking at it from the advantage of him having been elected so the first point I'll I mean I'll concede uh, obviously Brandon Johnson's gifted uh He's just gifted. You know, he's got a way. Remember, I started by saying how mainstream Chicago is like falling in love with him. They need him and they like him. He's a likable mayor. We haven't had a likable mayor since Harold. Think about that. And uh, although Monroe says that Eugene Sawyer was likable. And which I was no, he, he, he was likable. Right? He was likable probably on a personal basis. But just looking at, no, no against it with the late, great Eugene Sawyer, Mayor Sawyer. Just watching him on yeah. television, no, he's not likable just watching him on TV. Yeah, he, but so, we, so he's, he's likable, and that'll take him uh, far uh, in just dealing with other people. Uh, and uh, you always give Jackson credit. You, always, you never give Stacey Davis Gates credit. There's, she was also there. Wasn't I, I, I respect. Wait, wait. I respect uh, um, Stacey Davis Gates. I've, I've never met her, but what I'm saying, though, is that Mr. Potter started the core caucus. And of course, then uh, Karen Lewis took it to another level. We, we, you know the story better than I do. First of all, it was Karen who brought Jackson to the other level, not the other way around. But okay, so, so I could be. I could, I wait, 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 wait. I could be wrong. But who started the core caucus? Uh, uh, the late great Karen Lewis or pa Jackson Potter? Who started it? You know, I do not know the answer. Like, literally, was the person who made the first phone call? I don't know. But the person who elevated core, who represented and led core. Uh, to victory in the union election was Karen Lewis. And then the person who personified, personified, uh, left the opposition to Rahm Emanuel in those early days when everybody was uh, bowing down to him was Karen Lewis. People didn't know who Jackson Potter was. He wasn't the one sticking his neck out on the line. Wait, 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 you, wait, wait. You got to have the person behind the scenes. That's why Stacey Davis Gates could not become mayor. And I say this with all due respect with Stacey David Gates, and I've had her, her brother on my podcast a few times, wonderful guy, Henry Davis Jr. from South Bend. I had nothing against, uh, I, look, I, I met him, but I never met Stacey. But she was, was going to come off as the angry black woman. She could not have become mayor of Chicago. I don't know that. You know what? That's like a barroom conversation late into the night. Stacey's a very powerful figure, very charismatic. I understand she would have had uh, some disadvantages that Brandon uh, didn't have, uh, misogyny uh, being one of them. Absolutely. I can't argue that. 
but she also has um, a lot of positives, uh, and uh, she connects with people too. So that, I'll, I will not add on to that one. But I'm just saying that uh, when it comes to our original conversation, uh, did I see Brandon getting elected? No, I did not. And it's because I've told you this before. It's hard for me to see Chicagoans uh, in great numbers voting for a person of the leftist persuasion. And I believe the key, the absolute key, it's so obvious I'm about to say, is that Brandon connected with black voters in the city of Chicago. We got 80% of the black vote. And um, that, that outdid the, the MAGA vote that came from late-front liberals who threw their liberalism out the window to support Paul Vallis which is a scary, in my opinion, uh, a very scary, a very scary thing that we just sort of survived in the city of Chicago. All those like from liberals voting for a MAGA man. So Brandon was able to do to a certain degree in this last election what Harold did in 83, and that was uh, win the support of the vast majority of black voters, and that's why he's mayor. And I did not see that coming a year ago. So. Uh, well, well, but you know, it's, everything's. That's why you know you don't see Brandon Johnson, his the Brandon Johnson administration lowering crime below five murders below five hundred. I can see the possibility of that. You know, you see what I'm saying. I keep hounding on that because you have to preach that. It's like, like I've, was the city civic whatever these civic organization. They said we wanted. They were talk. They had talking points from uh, from Artie Duncan, your boy, uh, uh, your buddy. Uh, Peter Cunningham, they said we got to get the murders below 400. And and I, when I talked to Peter Cunningham on this show, I said we can, we can get it down to 150, right? You're going to have murders in Chicago, but we shouldn't have 400 and 800 and 900. That's ridiculous. But but we have a mayor now. I mean, nothing against Lori Lightfoot. She had a pandemic she had to deal with. But we have a, a mayor now who lives in the hood. As of right now, he may, you know, he may move. You never know. His wife would say, it's time to get out of here. But but the point is that when I'm tired of the West Side. Can we move to Oak Park across Austin? No, we can't move to Oak Park, dear. We got to stay here in the, in the hood. But you know what I'm saying? So if Brandon Johnson lives a whole four years in, 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 in Austin neighborhood of Chicago, I'll be shocked. But the point is that if he does stay, hopefully he has a chance of really saying, hey, I'm talking strictly African-Americans. Most of the murders are African-American. A lot of criminals are African-American. My people, stop this crime. This is stupid. We're going to get you jobs. We're going to get you help. Or we're going to get you a one-way ticket out of Chicago, and we're going to stop this crime. Okay, so I'll make a bet with you. Brandon Johnson uh, will not be leaving Austin. Uh, as long as mayors city Chicago, make that bet with wait, you. Wait, 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 wait. It's uh, not. It's not a bet, but it, it, don't be surprised because I'm telling you. You know, he, he makes good money now. He's married. Like, why the hell? What the fuck? Are we doing on the west side? Come on, get out of here. <laughs> and but you, you, there is some precedent for that, as you know. Uh, Mayor Richard M. Daly moved out of Bridgeport. Uh, was Central State? Was it Central Station? How did they call that neighborhood? So, yeah, yeah, South Loop in a TIF funded project. Uh, so he was taking advantage of the tips. He said, well, I might as well live in a, in a, a gentrified community uh, paid for with tip dollars or uh, partially paid for. Yeah, I'm not going to bet but, you, but just we, 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 we got this on recording so we can go back a few years from now. <laughs> oh, no, no, no. He's not checking out of the but No, no, but no, not, I mean, I don't like betting because, see, you are a real betting man. You used to bet on the ponies. So <laughs> I'm not going to bet a person used to bet on the ponies. Come on. I, I'm a reform gambler. I've told you that many times. Uh, I used to go to the horse track all the time, and uh, but I put it in my the rear view mirror. I don't even bet on sports. All my I have not all my friends, but I have many friends who got those betting apps, and I watch them go to games with them, and 
So, so let's wrap this pod, let's wrap this podcast up on. Um, let, I mean, I'm 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 obsessed with the crime, and because I think the uh, it's it's once you solve the crime problem, it's it, it there's always some externalities and unintended unintended consequences, but you solve the crime problem, in Chicago. Because we have so much room in this town. Remember, this town had like a million more people like 60, 70 years ago, right? We have a lot yeah. of room in this town for a lot more people in this town. And it needs to be repopulated. None of us are going to live forever. And so you have to think about Chicago 10, 20, 30, 40, 50 years from now. And you start now. And some people may not like it. They think they're being pushed out. And I said, man, the earth is big. Don't worry about it. You know, it's a place for all of us, okay? I uh, yeah, you're right. We uh, we've lost about a million people. Uh, I too, I believe that will reverse itself uh, in the next. Will I be alive to see it happen? No, we uh, we may not, but with global warming, this in hundred years from now, this may be the place to live in a fifty another fifty hundred years yeah. with global warming. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. No, I uh, and, and I we we have a lot of fresh water here too. Yeah, and uh, that's why. Well, it's a conversation for another time. Uh, the uh, outcry in chicago uh over uh asylum seekers like i thought we wanted more people to move to chicago now we don't that's no no those are people just getting mad because asylum seekers are getting money for food clothing shelter and the and the, and the poor people here and homeless ain't getting nothing they i mean they i mean it's complicated but the the, the bottom line is that all the people who you want things, you have to demand, demand the powers, people, people in structure. Whatever. You got to say, what are we going to get? Where's mine? We have to, you always have to scream, scream for where's mine? Where's the resource for me? Blah, 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 blah. But I, but I still come back because I see so you don't live in the hood. I live in what they call the hood. OK, <laughs> I listen to police scanner every day and you're afraid to come out of the damn house. Right. And if you are, if you're going to if you're going to come out your house, you're going into your car and driving away from these criminals. And so I, I say that because I'm obsessed with the crime because I live here. Most of the people I know, they say, oh, Mark, no, we can't live in Chicago. And, of course, when they talk about all the black people move, I'm sorry for going on. I always talk about the black people moving. You know, University of Chicago had a report years ago. I don't know how true it, I don't know how true it is, but they said for every murder in Chicago, there's like 50, 1,000 people leave or something, 100. There's so many people leave Chicago after every murder. And if you have 500 black people getting killed in this town every year, you're going to have a lot of black people leave in Chicago because they, they had enough. For whatever reason, this is not rocket scientists and people die every day and people rather live in a warm weather city than a cold weather city. These. And so when I when he's talking about they're trying to push us out, leave, leave Chicago. They try to tell you, leave Negroes, leave. I would say leave. OK. <laughs> well, uh, Mark uh, Sims listeners, these opinions of Mark Sims do not necessarily reflect those of his guests. No, and it's, uh, it's same with the and, Republicans. Uh, that was talking about. Usually, I'm saying that to you when you're on my show, and I will be saying to you when you start defending Robert Kennedy. Uh, but uh, man, there are so many reasons why black people have left the city of Chicago, and they should. We know it as well as I do. And 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 bring on Alden Lowry, the smartest man in the city on this subject, uh, and allow him just to run through some of the uh, the many things on that list. He's been uh, on his fan, he's been on his fan show. I'm gonna, he's been on his fan show. I'm gonna bring him back. But the point is that I like Brandon. I mean, excuse me, Alden Lowry. But that's a freaking show. I love all, all those people. But and I but I like to have. So you can't really quantify a lot of things I say and measure it and all that kind of stuff. So the people like me talk. You really can't do a you know some kind of economic study and how this works. How does black self hatred push black people out of Chicago? That kind of stuff. It's it's hard to quantify. And so I, I, I love the uh, egghead analysis, and we need that. We need the stats. 
But yeah. the biggest problem, because I have p- plenty of people who uh, who grew up here, they say, I can't live in Chicago without them poor Negroes. Remember, there's a lot of poor people in this town. A lot of middle class is gone across the country, too. They say, I can't live around poor, low-class, criminal Negroes. It sounds mean. And the only reason why I stay here, because my little house is paid for. And if I, my income jumps up, guess what, Ben? I'm out of here. Well, do you know that... Uh the gentrification that took place on the north side of Chicago throughout the 90s uh, and into the O's was a wealth, relatively well-to-do white people moving into uh, areas that were largely poor and black. Totally. And, and the gentrification on the west side that, that uh, has moved west in the loop, same general principle. So a lot of those trends were reversed that you were just alluding to. Uh, in the in the nineties and the olds, but, but being, being you know that's not the same white people. The same white people that left and who passed on and died on whatever. Those are not the, the same people. White folks are here, not the same white folks that were here fifty years ago. You know that, right? They may be the sons and the daughters of those white people. No, a lot of them are from. They're from Iowa. They from Wisconsin. You know what I'm saying? You know where these where they came from, right? They wasn't born. A lot of people they wasn't born and raised in Chicago. Mm-hmm. They're here now. You know what I'm saying, right? Like you weren't born and raised in Chicago. No, uh, I was neither. But a lot of the people. I know a lot of the people that moved to the, uh, well, some of them. And, yeah, a lot of them were suburbanites who uh, you think of themselves as Chicago, which is a whole other conversation. Suburbanites who think of themselves as Chicago. So I push back on you. I think uh, that that trend that you are observing is fixed in your mind, and I understand it because it's kind of fixed in my mind. We're the same generation. We witnessed, well, I didn't witness it. Uh, it had, most of it began before uh, I was even in Illinois, but just the, the wholesale flight of white people from areas where black people were moving in. That's the history of Chicago from like the entire mo- good chunk of the 20th century. But I'm just saying it's some selected neighborhood in the 90s and the O's, that trend uh, reversed itself. Yeah, but it, like it's the same people. Like I said, my dad came here in 1951 from Arkansas. My mama came here from uh, Detroit, Michigan in, in 1958, okay? So people move, and like you say, I mean, I know I'm not talking about your family, but you know two wonderful young ladies who used to live here and went to high school and grammar school here, and they live in California, you know what I'm talking about? You know I mean? <laughs> so people move, Ben, and, and you, know, you know how this works, right? Yeah, they moved to Cali. Oh Lord! And believe me, uh, when you go out there to Cal- when you go out there to California and you see that beautiful weather in Los Angeles, you're like, "Damn, man, I like to spend my winters here." You know what? You okay? Uh, it's not that beautiful, and let, I, it would stun me that climate change is screwing up everything, including the weather in Cali. I'm not complaining, but I'm just telling you. You know that song from when you were a kid? It never rains in Southern California. Well, that song got it wrong. It rains there a lot. So, no, it's, uh, it's just, it's just, so, it's just at least June, the last year. Wait, it's just June gloom. I, I tell you a story about uh, destruction of America in the California when we get off the phone. Okay, I can't say it here because if I see it right now. They'll call the men in white coats to come get me. <laughs> well, they're probably going to call those men in the white coats anyway because you get ready to vote for Robert Kennedy. So, Ben Jarofsky, Ben thanks for being on the show. Tell people how do they find and listen to the Ben Jarofsky show. Thank you. All you got to do is look it up. I'll spell you the name. It's a hard one, but just take a piece of paper and a pencil and write it down. Ben is easy. B-E-N. J-O-R-A-D is in victory, which is what the Chicago Bulls will do next year. S-K-Y. K. 
find it and listen to Mark Sims. He'll be on the show probably in two weeks. And uh, the, the, the roles will be reversed. I'll be grilling him as to why he's getting ready to vote for Robert Kennedy, folks. So check that one out, all right? 